92.6 FM, Radio Verulam. This is The Generation Gap, presented by me, Claudia, and him, Clive. Hello. In this programme, we are going to explore differences and similarities of being a teenager now and in past generations. I am a 21st century girl, and Clive is baby boomer. That is a teenager in the late 60s and early 70s. What are the differences and similarities in the way that we live our lives? We are going to try and find out. This is The Generation Gap Show on 92.6 FM, Radio Verulam. So, hello and welcome to the Generation Gap Show. And uh, actually, uh, despite the introduction, it's not actually cloudy here today. I'd like to welcome somebody who's never been on this programme before, which is Laura. Hello, Laura. Hello. And, it's a pleasure to be here. And obviously, although you haven't been on the programme, you have been in this building before and in this studio because you're one of our new breakfast presenters. Yes. So, I have just recently started presenting on Good Morning St Albans on a Wednesday morning. So, it's weird being here on a Thursday. And it's weird being here at a different time of day as well. Yes, okay, well, I'm sorry it's not too weird. Um, but um, <laughs> the thing is that uh, you're getting up now to get to the studios in time to start broadcasting at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's right. It's an early start to the day, but I am a bit of an early bird. I don't mind the early starts, which is a bit unusual for someone my age, to be honest. Well, I was just thinking exactly that. Obviously, the stereotypical millennial like yourself um, is laying in bed till breakfast time is kind of 12 o'clock, isn't it? Yeah, that's the classic. That's like the, the stereotype of someone my age. But I've never been like that. I've always been very sort of get up at the crack of dawn, get on with your day, make the most of your, your day. But my friends haven't thanked me for it because they're more stereotypical. Yeah. I don't know. They like lying in, and then I'm that annoying one just getting up and trying to get them to get up as well. If ever we had like a, a sleepover, so yeah, I'm I'm a bit of a bit of a different one, maybe a bit unusual. Okay. Well, as we go through the program, we'll have some things to talk about, and obviously we'll see if we can uh, find out if you are stereotypical in other ways, because I'm sure you must be really. <laughs> anyway, we've decided to talk about something interesting today, and um, it may not seem very interesting when we tell you what it is, but I'll give you a hint first. Toothbrush. And in fact, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about toothbrushes. It's a fascinating subject. It just, is indeed. Just bear with us. <laughs> so, first of all, um, I'm going to go back when I was little, I don't remember how little, and my mum and dad, and particularly my mum, used to really nag me all the time, don't forget to brush your teeth. And so I did that, and um, they basically didn't really explain why. I just It was just something you had to do. And obviously in those days I had a toothbrush, which was a fairly ordinary thing you'd recognise today, sort of plastic thing with uh, bristles on it. Um, and I know, in fact, in the past, and I think even archaeologists find, you know, there's people making things for toothbrushes for going back for thousands of years, you know, with, um, used to use um, bits of animals of some kind, I think. Yeah, cavemen uh, used to use, like, twigs, didn't they, or twigs something? Twigs or something. That had then bristles in yeah. them. Interesting. Yes. Um, and I do remember reading somewhere that um, basically a lot of archaeologists were quite surprised digging up people who, um, in this country, are going back for sort of five, six hundred years. Their teeth and that were actually quite good. It's only the ones from 300 years or so ago that started losing their teeth. And that coincided, funnily enough, with us starting to like sugar because we found the mm. sugar canes in the Caribbean started importing them and putting them in our tea and our coffee and all the other things. And so um, when people tell you, it's nothing to do with sugar, you know i'm not entirely convinced mm. anyway so back to toothbrushes obviously so um yeah my 
childhood we were told to clean our teeth and i did it pretty religiously one of the reasons i remember actually was because i was threatened that if i didn't clean my teeth they'd get bad and fall out and all the rest of it and certainly i had a couple of aunts i remember who'd lost their teeth quite young and had false teeth and so on so i was aware of that (laughs) and that was the kind of image i think that was put to me as a child and i imagine other children at the time that you had to clean your teeth Um, The other thing I do remember is that we didn't actually have toothpaste in tubes. We had it in a little tin. Oh, wow. If you know, um, like, a sort of um, shoe polish comes in a sort of little tin. Yeah. Well, they were like that, but slightly smaller. And you took the lid off and you basically put your brush on it and rubbed it round on this stuff, which was kind of slightly pink colour. Okay. And a bit sort of, um, I suppose, chalky. In fact, I'm pretty sure it it was some sort of chalk thing. Do you add water to it? Yeah, you add a bit of water as well oh. and just basically brush your teeth. It's actually very similar now. If you do go to a dentist sometime, when they clean your teeth with their sort of electric um, mm. gizmo that hangs up somewhere and comes in and yeah, all over you. Yeah, I can't um, stand that. They, they use that because it's similar, but um, I think it's not actually something you can buy these days because it's a bit too gritty and if you used it too careful, too much, you'd actually sort of grind your teeth away. Oh, that's what, that's what they tell me. <laughs> anyway. So... That was the, my introduction. I imagine yours was probably similar. If you, you know, as a young person, you're told you've got to clean your teeth twice yeah. a day and all that. Yeah, no, definitely clean your teeth twice a day. And I also used to have the big fear of if I didn't, that my teeth would fall out. I think I also had some relatives who'd lost their teeth quite early on. Yeah, which always was a bit of a, a scare factor for me. So I never wanted to to go down that route myself I always wanted to make sure I had nice sparkling teeth to be honest though I was never actually that good at brushing my teeth twice a day there was a a big spell of my life where I just did it once a day I think that's pretty much the same for me as I remember yeah but Uh, now I've been doing it twice a day and my dentist is very pleased with me well there you go you see so this is what we're talking about really in terms of tooth (laughs) tooth brushing now um, the other thing is that um, my impression Mm. is that it's much less common these days for people actually to have false you know dentures and so on mm-hmm. i don't know obviously there may be people i know who have them and they look exactly sort of like real ones and all the rest of it but it, you know when i'm saying that my aunts at the time like they were obviously really old as far as i was concerned but mm. looking back and working out the time scale they're probably about 50 so they weren't um, very old yeah, and, no, so, not at all. and um I'm thinking that it's not obvious to me that lots of people are losing their teeth now, so I get the impression that people are looking after their teeth better. I mean, in general, there may obviously be some people who aren't doing that mm. at all. Yeah, perhaps we're on the, our way up yeah. with our, our teeth hygiene. But one must ask why that is. Well, exactly. That's the point. And that's what we're really looking at. We've, we've seen an article, which was a very long article, about this whole subject, and that's really sort of sparked our interest. Because the issue really is that, I think it's 23 million people, they reckon, now in this country, which is Huge pretty amount. large chunk of the population, now use electric toothbrushes. And that's what we call them. But apparently in the business, they're called... Um, something else they call motor motorized or something. I don't. Mm. Call, they don't call me electric. Anyway, so um, the question is really: Is an electric toothbrush better? And if it is better, uh, that's great. And perhaps it is. But the question is: Why do we think it's better? Mm. To, because people have told us, haven't they? The original toothbrush is quite interesting. The first electric toothbrush was made around the 1930s 
which is a long time it ago. It is a really long That's time 90 ago. 90 years ago, yeah. yes. If you can believe it. It wasn't particularly successful, but obviously the idea has already caught on then. <laughs> but in the 1960s, um, this, people started making these um, gadgets, I suppose is what I'm saying, and the toothbrush was one of the gadgets that yeah. started turning up. It's when you started having food mixers and all those things as well. And uh, there was a British version called the Halex Dental, which um, was made uh, or seen in this country um didn't really do very well but it got the idea going um and then so what happened later in the sort of 1970s was that um, people started able to make electric toothbrushes which had a sort of gyratory motion rather than just spinning round mm. and that was the key apparently to make them interesting mm. And I don't really... I'm trying to think back when I really kind of was aware of electric toothbrushes. It was certainly relatively recently, 10 years ago probably, rather than 20 or 30 years ago. Mm. Um, but the first ones, and the first one I ever had was um, one with a battery in it. And so you just had to you know, put a couple of AA batteries in it to work. Oh, wow. Um, and it worked, but it was basically... Ran, the battery ran down quite quickly. Yeah. You had to replace it with more batteries. And so that wasn't very good. It didn't go very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only later on when you get these new ones which are basically rechargeable, they go really fast. And that's the key to it, is the speed and the way they move, sort of gyrating rather than just going round, spinning round. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Did it tell you, if you were low on battery, would it alert you that you were low on battery or did it just stop? It just went and oh, stopped, yeah. That would like... be so annoying if you were running late for work. And then the battery just died, and then you'd have to dig out your AA batteries again. I can imagine that wouldn't have been. Yeah, they they weren't made ideal. by Ever Ready or whatever, but I imagine they would have been because they must have used up a lot of batteries. Yeah. So I didn't get on with that very well at all. I just went back no. to my, my manual toothbrushes. Trusty old manual toothbrush. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, what do you think? I mean, the when were you sort of aware of this? When yeah. I, I'm, sorry, I haven't actually asked you. I presume you have an electric toothbrush. I I actually use a manual one. So my my dad uses an electric one, and I have kind of sometimes used an electric toothbrush, but currently I'm back on the old manual. Okay, well, obviously you will know, because obviously you've seen all those television adverts and all those learned articles, that using an electric toothbrush is much better for you because it cleans much of the plaque off your teeth, and plaque is bad and you need to get rid of it. And that's the message which, of course, we have been sold over the past, I suppose, 20 years. And the question is, is that really true? Or is it just we've been, you know, market, marketed to? Whatever? Is it just money-making? Is it money-making? Well, look at the sort of business side of this, because I think that's where the action has been. OK, let's look at the, the interesting thing um, I found in this article we read was about the toothbrush wars. Basically, um, in the 1960s and 70s and later than that, there are a number of companies making electric toothbrushes. But in the beginning of this, well, I suppose this new century, I always get that right, you know, 2000-odd, um, there was a big battle going on with the advertising money going into pushing these um, electric toothbrushes. And in the end, it came down to just two companies buying up everybody else. And you'll know the names of those because one is um, Sonicare, it was, which is now basically bought by Philips, so it just says Philips. And the other one is Oral-B, which is basically another big multinational-owned um, brand. Mm. And they also do things like razor blades and electric shavers for men, and probably for women as well, I suppose. Do you have electric shavers for women these days? Um, mm. Yes, you do for your, your legs, I'm sure. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> but the issue then becomes, 
uh, how they market them. Obviously, they market the basic idea that they're better than manual brushing. Mm-hmm. But you can go into your little local pharmacy and buy a toothbrush for, what, pound fifty, two pounds say. Even cheaper than that, maybe. You probably buy cheaper than that, but you, you, you're probably convinced that maybe a 50p one isn't that good and it'll break or something or is isn't got yeah. sort of strong enough bristles Splash or some such thing. Splash out a bit more, treat yourself. Splash out a bit more. But if you go to an electric toothbrush, you're starting off something like £30. Mm. But the amazing thing, and I didn't realise this, I'd never even looked at such things, apparently you can go really mad and buy one for £300 or That's more. It's crazy. It's extortionate. But, but it's got all these extra things that you absolutely desperately must have. You know, What it, sort of things? It's, it's <laughs> Bluetooth enabled. Obviously you need that. That's yeah. It's I've got, I've read up a bit on these Bluetooth toothbrushes. I'm I am not convinced. And it, and some of them have artificial intelligence. Now, how could you turn that down? Mm, what I'm still on not, earth I'm does not convinced. that mean? I don't, I don't feel that we need. I think it's too far. I don't feel like we need all of these fancy things. Okay, but the point about it is, um, and this is what interested me, and I think you said the same, is that there's prices, okay, so you can pay £30 for one of these electric toothbrushes, which on the face of it does everything you need. Mm. You can plug it in, you can recharge it, and you can brush your teeth with it. And you can brush them properly and carefully, and, you know, two or three minutes you have to spend brushing your teeth. You've got rid of all the plaque and all the nasty stuff in your mouth, it's fine. What else do you need? Why do you need one that costs £50 or £100 or £300, for goodness sake? It's crazy, isn't it? And what they say is, in marketing terms, they basically have a, a cheap one or the base price one or whatever. Yeah. And obviously everyone will start looking at that. And then they've got to convince you it's worth paying a little bit more for this, a little bit more for that, and more for this. It's a different colour. Look, there's a nice pink one, just what you ladies would like, isn't it? <laughs> um, and all this kind of stuff. And so they convince you to move up and spend more money mm. and they try and invent all these sort of n- things about it and special names or you know it's got a sort of jazzy color to it or it's it's got some extra little gadget which I mean, you know it's got a little light that comes on when it's charging for instance that's amazing <laughs> it's got things like a timer so if you're supposed to brush your teeth for two minutes after two minutes it goes beep and tells you you've done your two minutes that's brilliant i definitely <laughs> want one of those um and i i suppose from this i was drawing the conclusion it's not just about toothbrushes we do this all the time we go in the shop and you see i want to buy a toaster there's 60 different toasters how do you choose between them hmm. and you say well that only costs 15 pounds that must be all right but this one here costs 200 pounds because it's bluetooth enabled whatever that means for a toaster is that um, a thing I, bluetooth I, toasters i don't know i just invented it that surprise me if we've got bluetooth toothbrushes well i mean it's it's the same as the thing it always gets me you know these things that you can have a, a heating adjustment and yeah. you can use your phone to turn the temperature of your heating up or yeah. down why would I want that? So the good thing with that is that if you have your phone on you, say you're out and about, you're doing your shopping and you're about to come home but your heating's not on, if you've got your phone on you, you can then turn your heating on from the shop. So it comes on to warm your house up. And is that something you really want to spend several hundred pounds on? Well, probably not that much. 92.6 FM, Radio Verulam. Yes, hello, and you're listening to the Generation Gap show here on Radio Verulam, 92.6 FM, with me, Clive, and this week with Laura. Hello, Good Laura. Good evening, hello. And we're talking about toothbrushes 
and we've had quite a few interesting facts we've been pulling out from this article all about electric toothbrushes and the electric toothbrushes wars. Now, one of the reasons that companies fight like mad for market share and all the rest of it is because it makes lots of money. And I don't remember, know if you remember seeing this, but how much is spent on electric toothbrushes every year in the UK? I can't remember the figure. It's between one and two billion pounds. They don't oh. know exactly because, of course, it's all terribly secret. It's so unbelievable. It, it's a seriously it's big market. Yeah, the, the most expensive one uh, at the moment someone's found out is a electric toothbrushes called the Genius X Limited Edition. So obviously that's really good. It's a Genius. It's X, which is exciting, isn't it? Mm. And it's the limited edition version which has got artificial intelligence, whatever that means in this circumstance, <laughs> and it costs three hundred and forty pounds. Unbelievable! Three hundred and forty pounds. You could pounds. do with that money. Yeah, I think quite a lot of things you could do with that Instead money. Instead of spending it on a toothbrush. Yes, but of course it's the top-notch toothbrush. Presumably, if you have one of those in your bathroom, you'd invite all your visitors and guests to go up there <laughs> just so you they know you've got one. You must come and see my toothbrush. Three hundred pounds. Okay, the other question is really, um, I mean, we're being a bit flippant about this, but obviously, does an electric toothbrush really, really improve your dental cleaning? And if so, is that important for your health? I think it's worth being quite serious about this. I mean, there are, there are real problems with um, having bad gums, particularly in gum disease, yeah, gum disease, which does make you your teeth fall out in certain circumstances. Yeah. And also, uh, there is a suggestion that you're, how well you keep your teeth has an effect on your overall health obviously oh, interesting um there are suggestions for example that obviously the gum disease the particular sort of um bugs that cause it mm. obviously you can swallow those they go down into your stomach and they can cause various other things including issues to do with lungs and particularly mm. heart disease wow. now there is no direct correlation proof scientifically of this except there's a sort of suspicion it doesn't help i think is probably the the answer yeah it would make sense so um it is fairly important therefore to clean your teeth properly and electric toothbrushes do appear to do it better but that's because i suppose they they basically move faster you can't really brush your teeth in the same way that the brush spins around on an electric one yeah and i guess because they I think as well, they, they massage your gums, don't they? Which is supposed to help with preventing gum disease. Exactly. And that's what I was told by my, my hygienist who said, oh, yeah, that's what you've yeah. got to do. You know, you're not doing your sort of the boundary between the gum right. and the tooth properly. And the good thing is, is as the, the, the brush kind of rotates, it gets into all the little crevices and crannies of your teeth. So that, I, I, I do, yeah, I definitely see that there is some sort of benefit the other thing they say is that it does require minimal effort, which I think, to be honest, is a bit lazy. Yeah, I mean, the other argument they made was that um, some people have difficulty in brushing their teeth, I mean, people with disabilities yeah. and so yeah, on. Yeah, that's a really good point. And so actually, these do really help them, and obviously that's a good thing as well. Yeah. But whether it helps sort of people with um, just... I can say normal people, I can't say that. But people with normal sort of um, uh, abilities to, to brush their teeth with now... The other thing is that, of course, um, we're famous in this country, particularly with Americans, to having really bad teeth. Not meaning the sort of state of our teeth, but in terms of them being not straight. Because mm. Americans all seem to have um, their teeth straightened up when they're young children. Yeah, with braces. Uh, braces and so on. And um, 
I certainly do suffer from, I've got one, two sort of wobbly teeth, not wobbly, but bent slightly. Mm. And they trap bits of food. I don't, am I going into too much detail? <laughs> you get bits Maybe of, slightly. Bits of food trapped there, and that's why yeah. you have to use all these other things like dental floss and the rest uh. of it. And I did notice, because I was looking in a very large um, pharmacist the other day, all these toothbrushes, just to sort of do a bit of background research on this programme. And they've started now selling um, things that spray water between your teeth. Yeah, so my, my dad actually has one of those. He's had he's had some certain problems with his teeth, including one bizarre problem. So dad is in his 50s. He actually still has a baby tooth in his mouth somewhere, um, which just has refused to come out. But um, he has one of those water sprayers to help sort of keep keep extra clean i guess i don't i don't quite understand it but he's got a full-on little machine in the bathroom which sprays water right because I mean, my, my thought is obviously going to the dentist you sit in or you lay back in that chair mm. and you see all these gadgets around them generally hanging on mm. sort of um, poles and slightly there's, terrifying there's all the various machines and drills and brushes and all the rest of it and certainly one of those things is one that sprays water as a way of cleaning yeah. so it seems to me what they're doing is trying to look at all the equipment the dentist has and sort of merge it into a domestic version and so I suspect mm. over the next few years we might see these water things being pushed in the same way the electric toothbrushes have. Probably. What do you reckon? Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. We've already got it in our house. And it'll be the volume of water per second and yeah. how many sort of centimetres of water it goes through in a second. <laughs> to what the what is it, the strength of the sort of stream of water throwing at you. Yeah. Then there'll be all the additive for the water you have to put in. Yeah. Because there'll be all these little bits and pieces. Hey, I, I think maybe I've worked out a way of making a few moves. <laughs> You're onto something there, Clive. It could be, it could be. Now, you said um, a moment ago that these electric toothbrushes, that a benefit of them is that they help people who do have maybe disabilities, who can't sort of physically brush their teeth. Have you heard that there's been another toothbrush made in America? It's called the Encompass Brush, and it's J-shaped. Um, it's a J-shaped toothbrush that is supposed to clean your teeth in 20 seconds. And what you do is you literally just slot this toothbrush that is shaped as a J, and it kind of slots into your mouth like a, like a mouth guard, and it's designed to fit to anyone's mouth. Um, and then what it does, um, it kind of, the, the brush itself kind of inflates and deflates and somehow cleans your teeth in supposedly 20 seconds but again that has been made for people who can't brush their teeth physically um so that they can in a really short amount of time had you heard of that i hadn't but it's again it's the same thing that happens to everything isn't it? i mean mm. you know you used to have to go and prepare all your food and cook it in different places and different sort of pots and pans and yeah. it took hours to prepare a, a family dinner then we invented things like you know cookers that do it faster ovens that do this yeah and microwaves and all sorts of other fancy gadgets to yeah. cook a halogen cooker for example this kind of stuff mm. and it's the same thing but i mean if you save a minute literally one minute on cleaning your teeth by having mm. a fancy gadget what do you do with that minute i know i mean you don't do anything <laughs> with it do you it's, i know it's not really a benefit you probably end up just spending more time procrastinating, going on social media or something. I don't know. It's probably not going to be a very productive minute. No, so I'm a bit sceptical. But anyway, this is this is the way it's going. And um, so you don't use an electric toothbrush. Now, after this, I'm, I'm expecting you're probably going to go out and buy one, aren't you? Yeah, well, so <laughs> our, our family own one, but I'll probably buy a, a, an electric toothbrush head. 
because you're, you're supposed to replace toothbrush heads every three months i think is right oh actually of course we haven't mentioned that that's entirely right i mean we've got a little pot thing with mm. four holes in it for our family and we've got a different um, head in each one so we use the same brush but obviously have to put Change, change the head on it. Yes, and they, they kindly give you little tiny um, elastic bands, different oh, yes. colours. And you get to choose your colour. You get to choose your colour and you can put that on there. That was probably extra. I don't know how we did that. But obviously, the heads are quite expensive. And that's the other thing. Yeah, it's, it's, they again, are. like, like um, razor blades, you get a really cheap razor blade holder. Mm. And then you get a couple of blades. And I think this is great, great stuff. And of course, when you replace them you find out that the um, replacement blades cost nearly as much as the yeah. um, actual holder in the first really place bad. yes so um that's what we've been talking about in terms of toothbrushes and i think it's the interesting thing to me is how the business side of it works because you mm. you have these add-on capabilities perhaps we should think about some of the other things where we've been conned by some of the people in terms of buying something more expensive version than perhaps you originally started mm. i've been making a few sort of um snide remarks about bluetooth toothpaste oh sorry <laughs> toothbrushes not toothbrush that's an interesting bluetooth toothpaste that'll be a good idea um <laughs> anyway so but you've actually found out what they do and i'm really excited now i think mm. so i really need one of these so yeah i've done a bit of research on bluetooth toothbrushes so oral b make a bluetooth toothbrush i'm sure that philips do as well basically you can download an app on your smartphone alongside your bluetooth toothbrush and you sync up your toothbrush to the app on your smartphone you open up the app and it basically starts a countdown as you're brushing your teeth so it will do a two minute countdown because that's the length of time that you are supposed to brush your teeth for and you're supposed to spend 30 seconds on each sort of quadrant of your mouth and what you get on your phone as you are brushing your teeth as well as the timer you get a little picture of a mouth and um the different quadrants of your mouth um light up at different times so that you're sort of guided through the toothbrushing process in case you you need that um, as well as that though as you brush your teeth the app displays interesting photos news stories weather forecasts calendar events quotes fun facts brushing tips all to entertain you whilst you brush your teeth which is interesting and the best of it maybe is that at the end of the kind of brushing at the end of the timer the two minutes if you've brushed your teeth for the full length of the two minutes you get a little smiley face and a little comment a little well done comment on your brushing um and information on how long you've brushed for um, and how much time you spent on each particular quadrant of your mouth if you don't do the full two minutes though you get a disappointed face so it's sort of trying to encourage you to brush your teeth for the full two minutes um but yeah, the other thing the, the, the Bluetooth toothbrush does is it kind of tracks your brushing habits and it also tracks how much pressure you're putting on to, to each tooth as well. Um, and yeah, that, that is the Bluetooth toothbrush. I'm disappointed it doesn't sort of initially when you get it, you don't sort of um, put it in your mouth and wave it round and it kind of draws a complete map of your particular mouth and your particular teeth. That would be a lot cooler, wouldn't it? it and just, so and it gives you a number yeah. and so on. And so it says, you know, tooth number twenty seven, you've yeah. only you've only done eighty seven point three percent. A camera. Imagine if it had a camera, a camera on there that then came up and the picture came up on your phone. That would be cooler. Well, I, I, I've just seen a, an, a, in the article we were look, talking about um, a scientist there who's developing a new toothbrush, and he said his dream is to have one with a camera in it, ah. which basically would actually sort of give you a complete picture of your mouth. I've seen that. I mean, I, I've had um, dental pictures done with sort of X-ray pictures. Yeah, that's right. But now, 
dentists, the modern dentists, like my, my, my dentist uses all the latest gadgets. Mm. Basically, they do one that comes straight up on a screen in front of you on the computer screen. Right. Whereas you used to have to send it off and get a sort of print back a few okay. days later, this kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's also, you can kind of turn it round in three dimensions. Okay, that's look, quite look cool. Everything, so that's pretty cool. So I imagine they'd probably fit one of those into the toothbrushes in future. Yeah, can't be that far off, 600 pound version, you know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I see. Okay, well, I mean, this is going somewhere. We're sort of really looking at toothbrushes as an example of the other things that people um, stretch brands, I suppose that's the way they're talking in marketing terms, isn't it? You mm. just add on more and more things which people, you have to then convince them that are really essential mm. for what they want. There is actually um, another toothbrush. Again, it's been made in America. I think it was made in New York. It's always America. I know. <laughs> it's called the um, the Quip toothbrush. And what they do, they actually provide dental services online. So it works that you buy yourself a toothbrush base, and they offer like eight different styles of toothbrush base. You just get to, to choose it, and they have all different colours and things like that. And then you basically you subscribe to getting new um, toothbrush heads so every three months or whatever it is when you need a new head they'll send you a new head but you can also choose which sort of head you want they offer a different range of heads um, you can also subscribe for the toothpaste um, but I'd never heard of that an online dental care system Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're getting into the future. I mean, obviously, even if with the toothbrush I've got, which is a standard Oral-B version, you go to get new heads. And the, I was did this quite recently, and I was completely overwhelmed because there was an enormous panel full of probably 20 different varieties of head. Mm. And they're all much the same price. <laughs> and how on earth did I know which one I wanted? Yeah, too much choice, isn't it, really? Absolutely ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so we've been talking about toothbrushes and I just wanted to throw in a quick bit about toothpaste because I mentioned at the beginning, I had originally when I was little, we had these toothpaste in a jar, well, in a tin. But obviously we did move on to having um, toothpaste and uh, in tubes like everyone does. Not very environmentally friendly, but that's another subject to discuss. Mm. Um, however, again, going to a shop to buy a toothpaste is quite tricky these days because there's just so many different ones. So many options. And again, you've got something that probably is 75p or a pound even. Or you can go to shops that sell things for a pound and you buy what looks like exactly the same toothpaste you can get everywhere else. Um, That's right. And, but then suddenly you find others that cost £3 and £4 and £6 I've seen and they claim to be really good because they do various other things like they deal with sensitive teeth and things like that. Mm. So I think they're probably playing the same tricks on us just with yeah, toothpaste as well. I think that's true, actually. You get like three-in-one tooth toothpaste, but I never really understand what the three things well, they are. They used to have the ones with coloured stripes in. I don't know what that meant, but... Yeah, I don't know. What they haven't done, and if they're listening, they'll can, here's a hint for you, they haven't started making toothpaste specially for electric toothbrushes. Interesting. Interesting point. You're onto some good ideas there, Clive. I know. I'm full of ideas. Anyway, <laughs> so perhaps you would you like to... Do a quick summary of what we've been talking about. Yeah, so we have been thinking about toothbrushes here on the Generation Gap and whether or not electric toothbrushes really are the way forward or if it is just maybe a bit of a money-making scheme that we're all lured into. We've got 23 million um, people um, in, in the UK who use electric toothbrushes, but 
are we better off just going back to manual ones? I mean, the cavemen used to use twigs to clean their teeth. In the 1800s, they used to use um, salt and charcoal to just scrub it on their teeth. And they seem to be all right. So do we really need electric toothbrushes? We'll leave you to, to think on that. We've given you some ideas and some pros and cons of electric toothbrushes. I don't know what I'll be doing. I think I may end up sticking with my manual one, but we shall see. But yeah, this has been the Generation Gap with Clive and Laura, not Claudia, um, this week. So have a good evening. Thanks very much. Thank you for doing it, Laura. Oh, it's been a pleasure.